Welcome to Disputes Digest. Today is May 13th, 2021. I'm Chris Campbell. Don't forget to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to stay up to date with news from around the world of the international dispute resolution field. Before we get into it this week, if you're not already, go follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn and share it with a friend or colleague. And if you're feeling really ambitious and generous, leave us a review. It's the best way for folks to find the show. We begin this week with the news out of the Swiss Supreme Court as the court affirms the arbitral proceedings conducted prior to the replacement of a biased arbitrator do not necessarily have to be repeated in full. In a recent Supreme Court decision published in April, the Swiss Federal Supreme Court, SFSC, dismissed the challenge to set aside an arbitral award because in its view, a newly composed arbitral tribunal must not necessarily repeat all procedural steps that happened prior to its constitution. In the case at stake, a dispute had arisen between two parties about the validity of the termination of a framework contract. To clarify the issue, the claimant commenced arbitration proceedings under the Swiss Rules of International Arbitration of the Swiss Chamber's Arbitration Institution, SCIA. After the exchange of all written briefs, the holding of the main hearing, including witness hearings, and the formal conclusion of the proceedings by the arbitral tribunal, one of the three appointed arbitrators had to resign from the tribunal on the grounds of impartiality. The court then appointed a new arbitrator, after which the defendant requested the entirety of the proceedings be repeated. However, the newly composed tribunal decided to continue the proceedings without repeating any procedural steps and issued its award accordingly, ultimately in favor of the claimant. Respondent challenged the validity of the award before the Swiss Supreme Court, which found that the tribunal did not violate the party's rights to equal treatment or right to be heard by not repeating the procedural steps. Further, the court noted that public policy was not violated by repeating certain proceedings. A full report on this story is available in the show notes. Then, over to the United States, where a federal district court confirms an interim arbitral award granting injunctive relief. The case, Vital Pharmaceuticals doing business as VPX Sports v. PepsiCo Incorporated, related to a distribution agreement whereby Pepsi agreed to distribute VPX's energy products throughout the U.S. However, less than a year later, VPX terminated that agreement without cause and claiming that PepsiCo was failing to use, quote, commercially reasonable efforts, end quote, to distribute its products. Pepsi, in turn, filed a demand for arbitration with the American Arbitration Association, AAA, and alleged that VPX was making demands that were not provided under the terms of the agreement, and also that per the same contract, VPX was required to give at least three years' notice prior to the termination of the agreement. Pepsi also filed a request for an emergency arbitrator to issue emergency relief prior to constitution of the tribunal, which ultimately agreed with PepsiCo requiring VPX to abide by the contract for an additional three years and prohibiting VPX from selling its products to customers to whom Pepsi had exclusive rights. Pepsi then filed a confirmatory order with the federal courts pursuant to the Federal Arbitration Act. However, VPX countered that the order was not sufficiently final to be confirmed under the FAA, an argument the court ultimately rejected. The court explained that although the award was interim in nature, the emergency arbitrator's award was a preliminary injunction and that confirmation of the injunction was necessary. VPX levied a number of arguments at the court, but the court ultimately remained unconvinced. The arbitration now proceeds under the auspices of the AAA. If successful, VPX would have to return to the courts to seek relief related to these injunctions. 
then staying in the United States as the U.S. files its first labor complaint against Mexico under the USMCA after an old guard union was caught allegedly destroying ballots at a General Motors facility in northern Mexico. Following the incident, the U.S. Trade Representative issued a rapid response procedure under the terms of the USMCA. The procedure allows for a panel of experts to issue a decision as to whether Mexico is duly and properly enforcing labor laws that enable workers to choose their union and vote on contracts and union leadership. If Mexico is found not to be enforcing its laws and regulations, it may be hit with a wide array of sanctions which could include prohibiting some of the products from entering the United States. This dispute comes as one of the key discussion points under the USMCA was the need for Mexico to have tighter enforcement of its labor practices. This is a developing story and further information is available in the show notes. Then we head just a bit north to Canada where the Ontario Superior Court all but drafts a pandemic obituary for form non-convenience as a factor in fairness of arbitration venues. In the case Core Metals LLC versus Freshie Development LLC, the Canadian court rejected the argument against compelling a AAA arbitration in Chicago on grounds that venue would be inconvenient. The court explained that a digital-based adjudicative system with a video conference hearing is as distant and as nearby as the World Wide Web. With this in mind, the considerable legal learning that has gone into contests of competing forums over the years is now all but obsolete. The court's opinion suggests that in the age of Zoom, that form non-convenience may be a relic of the past. We'll link to a full story in the show notes. And finally, just one more piece of news and possibly good news for the future, and it stays in the United States as financial disputes facilitator FINRA announces that it will be returning to in-person hearings on July 5th, 2021 for U.S. security arbitration. This signals a return to normalcy and begs the question as to whether vestiges of the age of COVID and a commitment to virtual hearings will remain as parts of the world begin to reopen. Now onto opportunities. As mentioned every week, these opportunities can all be found on LinkedIn and in some cases on the organization's website. First up, Lalive is seeking a Swiss qualified international arbitration associate for its Geneva and Zurich offices. Next, Italian eyewear creator Safalo is seeking legal counsel to join its Greater Milan area offices. Then, clothing brand H&M is seeking legal counsel to join its offices in Shanghai. Then, law firm DWF is seeking two associates for its United Kingdom offices. Finally, Pinsent Masons is seeking a construction disputes lawyer with three to four years experience for its London offices. Finally, for opportunities this week, we note a call for submissions for a law student writing competition. Students enrolled in a U.S. law school may apply to the 2021 James Bosky Law Student Essay Contest on Dispute Resolution. Top prize is worth $1,000 and will be awarded for the best entry judged by the Bosky Essay Committee, comprised of representatives from the ABA Section of Dispute Resolution. Deadline for entry is Friday, June 11th. Finally, on to events. After the excitement of London Disputes Week, next week continues right along with some great events you'll want to add to your calendar. First up, the ICCYAF hosts an event titled Changes to Articles 25 to 30 in the ICC 2021. In the first panel, the speakers will discuss Articles 25 to 28 relating to establishing the facts of the case, hearings, 
closing and proceedings, and the date for submissions of draft awards, including conservatory and interim measures. Whew, that's a lot. And the second panel will discuss Articles 29 and 30 related to expedited procedures and the emergency arbitrator provisions in the new version of the rules. This event is ideal for practicing lawyers, arbitrators, magistrates, academics, corporate counsel, and students. Then, just under a week from today, on May 20th, the Rising Arbitrators Initiative hosts its challenge event titled, Navigating the Promise and Perils of Your First Appointment. This webinar series will tackle the thorny issues that practitioners receiving their first arbitration appointments will undoubtedly face, wherever they may be in a series of regionally focused events. Then backing up one day, we are very excited to announce the London Very Young Arbitration Practitioners Group teams up with Juice Mundi to present its event titled Shining Brighter, a Junior Lawyer's Guide to Raising Profile in International Arbitration. Next, we back up a day to May 19th, where we are very excited to announce the London Very Young Arbitration Practitioners Group teams up with Juice Mundi to present its event titled Shining Brighter, a Junior Lawyer's Guide to Raising Your Profile in International Arbitration. The title says it all, as the conversation on this interesting topic will go for about one hour, featuring speakers Samantha Rowe of Deba Voice and Sneha Ashitkar of Juice Monday, and is moderated by Lucia Biscova. We'll include a registration link in the show notes. Next up, also on May 19th, the University of Southern California is hosting its fifth annual symposium titled Bridging the Common and Civil Law Chasm which will examine the differences between the two fundamental legal regimes and how they approach analyzing legal issues differently, but also where they can have more in common than they think. That's all for this week. Don't forget to check out this week's episode of Tales of the Tribunal as we had a special guest, Dan Harris of the China Law Blog, who had a hilarious, informative, and great conversation with that you won't want to miss. Also, as we touched on during the main show, we want to invite you listeners to be part of Tales of the Tribunal. What does that mean exactly? Do you have something to say? Do you want to do a mini interview? Want to get to know the community a little bit better? Well, get in touch. We want to get to know our listeners and we want to hear different voices and new voices from all around the world of international ADR. So, shoot us an email. Speaking of which, follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn and drop us a line at talesofthetribunal at gmail.com if you have comments, questions, or feedback. Anyway, that's enough for now. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.